0: Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 30. This week we're going to read 1 Kings chapters 1 through 7. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that as we read about Solomon, we will understand how he is a picture of your son Jesus and his great riches and his great wisdom. We pray that we will be in his kingdom, and we will see his wonderful, uh, wonderful riches and great wisdom, and that we will enjoy the fruits that you have prepared for us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 1 Now King David was old and advanced in years and they covered him with clothes, but he couldn't keep warm. Therefore his servants said to him, Let a young virgin be sought for my lord the king, let her stand before the king and cherish him, and let her lie in your bosom, that my lord the king may keep warm. So they sought for a beautiful young lady throughout all the borders of Israel, and found Abishag the Shunammite, and brought her to the king. The young lady was very beautiful, and she cherished the king and served him, but the king didn't know her intimately. Then Adonijah, the son of Haggath, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. Then he prepared him chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. His father had not displeased him at any time in saying, Why have you done so? And he was also a very handsome man, and he was born after Absalom. He conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and with Abiathar the priest, and they followed Adonijah and helped him. But Zadok the priest... Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shimei, Rei, and the mighty men who belonged to David were not with Adonijah. Adonijah killed sheep, cattle, and fatlings by the stone of Zoheleth, which is beside Rogel. and he called all his brothers the king's sons, and all the men of Judah the king's servants. But he didn't call Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah, and the mighty men, and Solomon his brother. Then Nathan spoke to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Haven't you heard that Adonijah the son of Haggith reigns, and David our lord doesn't know it? Now therefore come, please let me give you counsel, that you may save your own life and your son Solomon's life. Go in to King David and tell him, Didn't you, my lord king, swear to your servant, saying, Assuredly, Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne? Why then does Adonijah reign? Behold, while you are still talking there with the king, I will also come in after you and confirm your words. Bathsheba went into the king in his room. The king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammite was serving the king. Bathsheba bowed and showed respect to the king. The king said, What would you like? She said to him, My lord, you swore by Yahweh your God to your servant, Assuredly Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. Now behold, Adonijah reigns, and you, my lord the king, don't know it. He has slain cattle, and fatlings, and sheep in abundance, and has called all the sons of the king, Abiathar the priest, and Joab the captain of the army, but he hasn't called Solomon your servant. You, my lord the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you, that you should tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise it will happen, when my lord the king sleeps with his fathers, that I and my son Solomon would be considered criminals. Behold, while she was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet came in, They told the king, saying, Behold, Nathan the prophet. When he had come in before the king, he bowed himself before the king with his face to the ground. Nathan said, My lord king, have you said Adonijah shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne? For he has gone down today and has slain cattle, fatlings, and sheep in abundance, and has called all the king's sons, the captains of the army, and Abiathar the priest. Behold, they are eating and drinking before him, and saying, Long live king Adonijah! But he hasn't called me... Even me, your servant, Zadok the priest, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and your servant Solomon. Was this thing done by my lord the king, and you haven't shown to your servants who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Then King David answered, Call Bathsheba into me. She came into the king's presence and stood before the king. The king swore and said, As Yahweh lives, who has redeemed my soul out of all adversity, Most certainly, as I swore to you by Yahweh the God of Israel, saying, Assuredly Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. I will most certainly do this today. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth, and showed respect to the king, and said, Let my lord King David live forever. King David said, Call to me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. They came before the king. The king said to them, Take with you the servants of your lord, cause Solomon my son to ride on my own mule, and bring him down to Gihon. Let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him there king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and say, Long live King Solomon. Then come up after him, and he shall come and sit on my throne, for he shall be king in my place. I have appointed him to be prince over Israel and over Judah. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada answered the king and said, Amen. May Yahweh the God of my Lord the King say so. As Yahweh has been with my Lord the King, even so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Biniah the son of Jehoiada, and the Cherethites and the Pelethites went down and had Solomon ride on King David's mule and brought him to Gihon. Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the tent and anointed Solomon. They blew the trumpet and all the people said, "'Long live King Solomon!' All the people came up after him, and the people piped with pipes, and rejoiced with great joy, so that the earth shook with their sound. Adonijah and all the guests who were with him heard it, as they had finished eating. When Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he said, "'Why is this noise of the city being in an uproar?' While he yet spoke, behold, Jonathan, the son of Abiathar the priest, came, and Adonijah said, "'Come in, for you are a worthy man, and bring good news.' "'Jonathan answered Adonijah. "'Most certainly our lord king David has made Solomon king. "'The king has sent with him Zadok the priest, "'Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, "'and the Cherethites and the Pelethites, "'and they have caused him to ride on the king's mule. "'Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet "'have anointed him king in Gihon. "'They have come up from there rejoicing, "'so that the city rang again. "'This is the noise that you have heard. "'Also Solomon sits on the throne of the kingdom.' Moreover, the king's servants came to bless our lord king David, saying, May your God make the name of Solomon better than your name, and make his throne greater than your throne. And the king bowed himself on the bed. Also thus said the king, Blessed be Yahweh the God of Israel, who has given one to sit on my throne today, my eyes even seeing it. All the guests of Adonijah were afraid and rose up, and each man went his way. Adonijah was afraid because of Solomon, and he arose and went, and hung on to the horns of the altar. Solomon was told, Behold, Adonijah fears King Solomon, for behold, he is hanging on to the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear to me first that he will not kill his servant with the sword. Solomon said, If he shows himself a worthy man, not a hair of his shall fall to the earth. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. So King Solomon sent, and they brought him down from the altar. He came and bowed down to King Solomon, AND SOLOMON SAID TO HIM, GO TO YOUR HOUSE. CHAPTER 2 NOW THE DAYS OF DAVID CAME NEAR THAT HE SHOULD DIE, AND HE COMMANDED SOLOMON HIS SON, SAYING, I AM GOING THE WAY OF ALL THE EARTH. YOU BE STRONG, THEREFORE, AND SHOW YOURSELF A MAN, AND KEEP THE INSTRUCTION OF YAHWEH YOUR GOD, TO WALK IN HIS WAYS, TO KEEP HIS STATUTES, HIS COMMANDMENTS, HIS ORDINANCES, AND HIS TESTIMONIES, ACCORDING TO THAT WHICH IS WRITTEN IN THE LAW OF MOSES that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn yourself. Then Yahweh may establish his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your children are careful of their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail you, he said, a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover you know also what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me, even what he did to the two captains of the armies of Israel, to Abner the son of Ner, and to Amasa the son of Jether, whom he killed, and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war on his sash that was around his waist, and in his sandals that were on his feet. Do therefore according to your wisdom, and don't let his gray head go down to Sheol in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom your brother. Behold, there is with you Shimei the son of Gira the Benjamite of Bahurim, who cursed me with a grievous curse, in the day that I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by Yahweh, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore, don't hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man, and you will know what you ought to do to him, and you shall bring his gray head down to Sheol with blood. David slept with his fathers, and was buried in David's city. The days that David reigned over Israel were forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron, and he reigned thirty-three years in Jerusalem. Solomon sat on David his father's throne, and his kingdom was firmly established. Then Adonijah, the son of Haggath, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. She said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably? He said, Moreover, I have something to tell you. She said, Say on. He said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. However, the kingdom is turned around, and has become my brother's, for it was his from Yahweh. Now I ask one petition of you, don't deny me. She said to him, Say on. He said, Please speak to Solomon the king, for he will not tell you, no, that he give me Abishag the Shunammite as wife. Bathsheba said, All right, I will speak for you to the king. Bathsheba therefore went to King Solomon to speak for Adonijah. The king rose up to meet her, and bowed himself to her, and sat down on his throne, and caused a throne to be set for the king's mother, and she sat on his right hand. Then she said, "'I have one small petition of you. Don't deny me,' the king said to her. "'Ask on, my mother, for I will not deny you,' she said. "'Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah, your brother, as wife.' King Solomon answered his mother, Why do you ask Abishag the Shudamite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my elder brother even for him, and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by Yahweh, saying, God do so to me and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as Yahweh lives, who has established me and set me on my father David's throne, and who has made me a house as he promised, surely Adonijah shall be put to death today. King Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he fell on him so that he died. To Abiathar the priest the king said, Go to Anathoth, to your own fields, for you are worthy of death, but I will not at this time put you to death, because you bore the Lord Yahweh's ark before David my father and because you were afflicted in all in which my father was afflicted. So Solomon thrust Abiathar out from being priest to Yahweh, that he might fulfill Yahweh's word which he spoke concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. This news came to Joab, for Joab had followed Adonijah, although he didn't follow Absalom. Joab fled to Yahweh's tent, and held on to the horns of the altar. King Solomon was told, Joab has fled to Yahweh's tent, and behold, he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go, fall on him. Benaiah came to Yahweh's tent and said to him, The king says, Come out. He said, No, but I will die here. Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, This is what Joab said, and this is how he answered me. The king said to him, Do as he has said, and fall on him, and bury him, that you may take away the blood which Joab shed without cause, from me and from my father's house. Yahweh will return his blood on his own head, because he fell on two men, more righteous and better than he, and killed them with the sword. And my father David didn't know it. Abner the son of Ner, captain of the army of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jether, captain of the army of Judah. So their blood will return on the head of Joab, and on the head of his offspring forever. But for David, for his offspring, for his house, and for his throne, there will be peace forever from Yahweh. Then Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell on him and killed him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his place over the army, and the king put Zadok the priest in place of Abiathar. The king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, and don't go anywhere else. For on the day that you go out and pass over the brook Kidron, know for certain that you will surely die. Your blood will be on your own head. Shimei said to the king, What you say is good. As my lord the king has said, so will your servant do. Shimei lived in Jerusalem many days. At the end of three years, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to Achish, son of Maaka, king of Gath. They told Shimei, saying, Behold, your slaves are in Gath. Shimei arose, saddled his donkey, and went to Gath, to Achish, to seek his slaves. And Shimei went and brought his slaves from Gath. Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come again. The king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Didn't I adjure you by Yahweh and warn you, saying, Know for certain that on the day you go out and walk anywhere else you shall surely die? You said to me, The saying that I have heard is good. Why then have you not kept the oath of Yahweh and the commandment that I have instructed you with? The king said moreover to Shimei, You know in your heart all the wickedness that you did to David my father. Therefore, Yahweh will return your wickedness on your own head. But King Solomon will be blessed, and David's throne will be established before Yahweh forever. So the king commanded Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he went out and fell on him so that he died. The kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Chapter 3 Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into David's city until he had finished building his own house, Yahweh's house, and the wall around Jerusalem. However, the people sacrificed in the high places because there was not yet a house built for Yahweh's name. Solomon loved Yahweh, walking in the statutes of David his father, except that he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. In Gibeon, Yahweh appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask for what I should give you. Solomon said, You have shown to your servant David, my father, great loving kindness, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have kept for him this great loving kindness, that you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is today. Now, Yahweh, my God, you have made your servant king instead of David, my father. I am just a little child. I don't know how to go out or come in. Your servant is among your people." Which you have chosen, a great people that can't be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant therefore an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? This request pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your word. Behold, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, and after you none will arise like you. I have also given you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you for all your days. If you will walk in my ways... Keep my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Then he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of Yahweh's covenant, and offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O my lord, I and this woman dwell in one house i delivered a child with her in the house the third day after i delivered this woman delivered also we were together there was no stranger with us in the house just us two in the house this woman's child died in the night because she lay on it she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your servant slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom when i rose in the morning to nurse my child behold it was dead but when i had looked at it in the morning behold. It was not my son whom I bore. The other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. The first one said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. They argued like this before the king. Then the king said, One says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. The king said, Get me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. The king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then the woman, whose the living child was, spoke to the king, for her heart yearned over her son, and she said, O oh my lord, give her the living child, and in no way kill him. But the other said, He shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king answered, Give her the living child, and definitely do not kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. Chapter 4 King Solomon was king over all Israel. These were the princes whom he had, Azariah the son of Zadok the priest, Elahoreph and Ahijah the sons of Shisha scribes, Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud the recorder, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the army, Zadok and Abiathar were priests. Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the officers. Zabud, the son of Nathan, was chief minister, the king's friend. Ahishar was over the household. And Adoniram, the son of Abda, was over the men subject to forced labor. Solomon had twelve officers over all Israel who provided food for the king and his household. Each man had to make provision for a month in the year. These are their names. Ben-Hur, in the hill country of Ephraim ben deker in Mechaz, in Shalalbim, Beth Shemesh, and Elon Beth Hanan. Ben-Hesed, in Arubath, Soko, and all the land of Hefer, belong to him. Ben-Abinadab, in all the height of Dor, he had Taphath Solomon's daughter, as wife. Baana the son of Ahilud, in Taanak, and Megiddo, and all beth which is beside Zarathan, beneath Jezreel, from beth to abel Mahola as far as Jokmim, Ben-Geber, in Ramoth-Gilead, the towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, belong to him, and the region of Argob, which is in Bashan, sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars, belong to him. Ahinadab the son of Ido in Mahaneam, Ahimeaz, in Naphtali, he also took Basimath, the daughter of Solomon, his wife. Baana, the son of Hushai, in Asher, and Beloth. Jehoshaphat, the son of Pura, in Issachar. Shimei the son of Elah in Benjamin, Geber the son of Uri in the land of Gilead, the country of Sihon king of the Amorites, and of Og king of Bashan. And he was the only officer who was in the land. Judah and Israel were numerous as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms, from the river to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour, sixty measures of meal, ten head of fat cattle, twenty head of cattle out of the pastures, and one hundred sheep, in addition to deer, and gazelles, and roebucks, and fattened fowl, for he had dominion over all on this side of the river, from Tifsa even to Gaza, over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on all sides around him. Judah and Israel lived safely, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba all the days of Solomon. Solomon had forty thousand stalls of horses for his chariots and twelve thousand horsemen. These officers provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table, every man in his month. They let nothing be lacking. They also brought barley and straw for the horses, and swift steeds to the place where the officers were, each man according to his duty. God gave Solomon abundant wisdom and understanding, and very great understanding, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east, and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, Heman, Calcol, and Darda the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all the nations all around. He spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs numbered one thousand five. He spoke of trees, from the cedar that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that rose out of the wall. He also spoke of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. People of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, sent by all kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom. Chapter 5. Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the place of his father and Hiram had always loved David. Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, You know that David my father could not build a house for the name of Yahweh his God because of the wars which were around him on every side, until Yahweh put his enemies under the soles of his feet. But now, Yahweh my God has given me rest on every side. There is no enemy and no evil occurrence. Behold, I intend to build a house for the name of Yahweh my God. As Yahweh spoke to David my father, saying, Your son whom I will set on your throne in your place, shall build the house for my name. Now therefore, command that cedar trees be cut for me out of Lebanon. My servants will be with your servants, and I will give you wages for your servants according to all that you say. For you know that there is nobody among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. When Hiram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed is Yahweh today, who has given to David a wise son to rule over this great people. Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have heard the message which you have sent to me. I will do all your desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning cypress timber. My servants will bring them down from Lebanon to the sea. I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place that you specify to me, and will cause them to be broken up there, and you will receive them. You will accomplish my desire in giving food for my household." So Hiram gave Solomon cedar timber and cypress timber according to all his desire. Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat for food to his household and 20 cores of pure oil. Solomon gave this to Hiram year by year. Yahweh gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty together. King Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. He sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month by courses, for a month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the men subject to forced labor. Solomon had 70,000 who bore burdens, and 80,000 who were stone cutters in the mountains. Besides Solomon's chief officers who were over the work, 3,300 who ruled over the people who labored in the work. The king commanded, and they cut out large stones, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the house with worked stone. Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the Gebelites cut them, and prepared the timber and the stones to build the house. Chapter 6 In the four hundred and eightieth year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build Yahweh's house. The house which King Solomon built for Yahweh had a length of sixty cubits, and its width twenty, and its height thirty cubits. The porch in front of the temple of the house had a length of twenty cubits, which was along the width of the house. Ten cubits was its width in front of the house. He made windows of fixed lattice work for the house. Against the wall of the house he built floors all around, against the walls of the house all around, both of the temple and of the inner sanctuary and he made six rooms all around. The lowest floor was five cubits wide, and the middle was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide, for on the outside he made offsets in the wall of the house all around that the beams should not be inserted into the walls of the house. The house, when it was under construction, was built of stone prepared at the quarry, and no hammer or axe or any tool of iron was heard in the house while it was under construction door for the middle side rooms was on the right side of the house. They went up by winding stairs into the middle floor, and out of the middle into the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he covered the house with beams and blanks of cedar. He built the floors all along the house, each five cubits high, and they rested on the house with timbers of cedar. Yahweh's word came to Solomon, saying, "'Concerning this house which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes,' and execute my ordinances, and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David your father. I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He built the walls of the house within with boards of cedar, from the floor of the house to the walls of the ceiling. He covered them on the inside with wood, and he covered the floor of the house with cypress boards. He built twenty cubits on the back part of the house with boards of cedar, from the floor to the ceiling. He built them for it within, for an inner sanctuary, even for the most holy place. In front of the temple sanctuary was forty cubits. There was cedar on the house within, carved with buds and open flowers. All was cedar, no stone was visible. He prepared an inner sanctuary in the middle of the house within, to set the ark of Yahweh's covenant there. Within the inner sanctuary was twenty cubits in length, and twenty cubits in width, and twenty cubits in its height, and he overlaid it with pure gold, and he covered the altar with cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold. He drew chains of gold across before the inner sanctuary, and he overlaid it with gold. He overlaid the whole house with gold, until all the house was finished. He also overlaid the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary with gold. In the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. Five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. From the tip of the one wing to the tip of the other was ten cubits. The other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubim were of one measure and one form. One cherub was ten cubits high, and so was the other cherub. He set the cherubim within the inner house. The wings of the cherubim were stretched out, So that the wing of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall, and their wings touched one another in the middle of the house. He overlaid the cherubim with gold. He carved all the walls of the house around with carved figures of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers inside and out. He overlaid the floor of the house with gold inside and out. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and the doorposts were a fifth part of the wall. So he made two doors of olive wood, and he carved on them carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid them with gold. He spread the gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. He also did so for the entrance of the temple doorposts of olive wood. He also did so for the entrance of the temple doorposts of olive wood out of a fourth part of the wall, and two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door were folding, and the two leaves of the other door were folding. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold fitted on the engraved work. He built the inner court, with three courses of cut stones and a course of cedar beams. The foundation of Yahweh's house was laid in the fourth year, in the month Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month Bull, which is the eighth month, the house was finished throughout all its parts, and according to all its specifications. So he spent seven years building it. Chapter 7. Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished all his house. For he built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was one hundred cubits, its width fifty cubits, and its height thirty cubits. On four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars. It was covered with cedar above over the forty-five beams that were on the pillars fifteen in a row. There were beams in three rows, and window was facing window in three ranks. All the doors and posts were made square with beams, and window was facing window in three ranks. He made the porch of pillars, its length was fifty cubits and its width thirty cubits, with a porch before them, and pillars and a threshold before them. He made the porch of the throne where he was to judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from floor to floor. His house, where he was to dwell, the other court within the porch, was of the like work. He made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom Solomon had taken as wife, like this porch. All these were of costly stones, even of cut stone, according to measure, sawed with saws, inside and outside, even from the foundation to the coping, and so on to the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. Above were costly stones, even cut stone, according to measure and cedar wood. The great court around had three courses of cut stone, and a course of cedar beams like the inner court of Yahweh's house in the porch of the house. King Solomon sent and brought Hiram out of Tyre. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in bronze, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill to work all works in bronze. He came to King Solomon and performed all his work, for he fashioned the two pillars of bronze eighteen cubits high apiece, and a line of twelve cubits encircled either of them, He made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work for the capitals, which were on the tops of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars, and there were two rows round on the one network to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and he did so for the other capital. The capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily work, four cubits. There were capitals above also on the two pillars, close by the belly which was inside the network. There were two hundred pomegranates in rows around the other capital. He set up the pillars at the porch of the temple. He set up the right pillar and called its name Jachin, and he set up the left pillar and called its name Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily work, so the work of the pillars was finished. He made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in shape. Its height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits encircled it. Under its brim, around, there were buds which encircled it for ten cubits encircling the sea. The buds were in two rows, cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east, and the sea was set on them above and all their hindquarters were inward. It was a hand width thick. Its brim was worked like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He made the ten bases of bronze. The length of the one base was four cubits. Four cubits its width, and three cubits its height. The work of the bases was like this. They had panels, and there were panels between the ledges. And on the panels that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And on the ledges... There was a pedestal above and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Every base had four bronze wheels, the axles of bronze, and the four feet of it had supports. The supports were cast beneath the basin, with wreaths at the side of each. Its mouth within the capital and above was a cubit. Its mouth was round after the work of a pedestal, a cubit and a half, and also on its mouth were engravings, and their panels were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the panels, and the axles of the wheels were in the base. The height of a wheel was a cubit and half a cubit. The work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their axles and their rims and their spokes and their naves were all of cast metal. There were four supports at the four corners of each base. Its supports were of the base itself. In the top of the base there was a round band half a cubit high and on the top of the base its supports and its panels were the same. On the plates of its supports and on its panels he engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees, each in its space with wreaths all around. He made the ten bases in this way. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of bronze. One basin contained forty baths, and every basin was four cubits, and on every one of the ten bases one basin. He set the bases, five on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house. He set the sea on the right side of the house, eastward and toward the south. Hiram made the pots, the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram finished doing all the work that he worked for King Solomon in Yahweh's house. Two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars, the ten bases, the ten basins on the bases, the one sea, the twelve oxen under the sea, the pots, the shovels, and the basins. Even all these vessels which Hiram made for King Solomon in Yahweh's house were of burnished bronze. The king cast them in the plain of the Jordan, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarethan. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because there were so many of them. The weight of the bronze could not be determined. Solomon made all the vessels that were in Yahweh's house, the golden altar, and the table that the showbread was on, of gold, and the lampstands, five on the right side and five on the left, before the inner sanctuary of pure gold, and the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, the cups, the snuffers, the basins, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the hinges, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house of the temple, of gold. Thus all the work that King Solomon did in Yahweh's house was finished. Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of Yahweh's house. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.